You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. That was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Thursday, the big show, Rustic and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio. The Flames game night, kids. Hosting those golden nights from Las Vegas. I hope they wear their golden helmets. I like them. You like them? Yeah. You do? Yeah. You don't? Ah, nah, nah. I like when the Kings wear their silver ones, too. I think they're sure. neat. Yeah. I think they're neato. I don't think they're bad. But I don't, I don't know. They're not. They don't move the needle for me. How, how about that? How cool would that be if the Flames wore a helmet that had like a like fire on it? Hmm. If it was going like front to back, like they were yeah. going really fast. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd look pretty sweet. It would. Some sick decals. Like when was the last time you saw a car with fire decals and you weren't like, wow, wish I was behind the wheel of that sucker. Yeah. Save some for the rest of us, bro. Yeah. But I would love. Whoa. I would love. Wouldn't that be cool? Flames on their helmets? Or what about like a really deep chrome red? Okay. I'll be down with that. Um, there's a lot of people are upset that Fanatics is taking over the NHL. I I've and seen see, I've seen some this of the discourse. designs out there for people just being jerks about it yeah. are hilarious. There's oh, like yeah. the one with Vancouver with Vancouver spelt wrong, <laughs> and it's just like a killer whale on the front. <laughs> The Calgary Flaming Sea that looks like it was drawn by a four-year-old. Jay Fresh puts out a ton of analytics, and he did a uh, athletics card for himself, and it was so funny. Like, the logo was sideways. Everything was misspelled. It was the wrong player yeah. for the name. and Like, I'm sure they'll do fine. Yeah, right? Like, one of the things that Elliot Friedman said yesterday is as much as, like, Nike does every other league, they don't actually do the MLB. They just slap their logo on jerseys that Fanatics makes. So, yeah. Okay. This this is one of those things that, to me, someone who, you know, I don't really buy a lot of jerseys. It's not really my thing. I I like to look at them, sure. Yeah. But, I don't know. This doesn't... Didn't change a whole lot in my world when Fanatics took over as the... Well, it's it's different in baseball, too, because they they have the Nike jerseys, but their hats are new era. Yeah. The hat is different than the jersey. Sure. Whereas here, you know, I guess that's similar here. You wear a whole bunch of Bauer and CCM or whatever gear. Yep. And you just rock the Fanatics jersey. But I don't know. If you're a fan who buys a ton of jerseys and apparently they're not a good quality and they don't have great customer service, I can see why you're upset. But I don't know. I thought the discourse over... Some of the social media was maybe a little bit overblown, in my personal opinion. Are you saying what? the National Hockey League <laughs> would chase money first before listening to their fans? Yeah. Are you saying they would do that? Because that doesn't sound I, like the you NHL. You know what? To me. They might. They would. They've never done it before, mm. but they might. I miss when the NHL was on <laughs> versus <laughs> in the states. 
Yeah. So yeah. you missed that a lot. Yeah, eh? that was that made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Almost as much as right sense place as, for it. It's late March. It's the playoff push. Their teams have ten to twelve games left in their season. So let's put the Coyotes on national television yeah, on why both not? sides of the border. Yeah, 8.30 start on a Wednesday? Sure. Let's have two teams play on a Wednesday night. Just two. Two games. That's it. That was it. First one was fine. Good Pretty game. Good, good matchup. Battle of Nova Scotia. Yeah, that see, that, that game makes sense to have as a national broadcast. Penguins and Avalanche. Great. And then how many games they have tonight? 12, 11 12 games tonight. Yeah. You couldn't have mixed in another game last night or two. I guess not, George. Like the, the Habs and Bruins are playing tonight. Those are age old rivals. You couldn't mix that in. It's not the best game because the Habs are so terrible, but still. But it's still always fun to watch those two compete. And looking back to Tuesday, yeah, the Bruins and the Habs both played. Like the Rangers and Hurricanes played tonight. That couldn't have gone last night. That would have been a really good game. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it was a secret that the Coyotes were going to be bad heading into the year. <laughs> the Hurricanes and like Rangers just, just played on Tuesday as well. So like maybe I, so then they would have played each other on back-to-back days. So maybe not that one. But your point is valid. Like I, again, I, I harp on the schedule way too much because I just feel like the NHL is so Mickey Mouse sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I know we all love hockey in this country and it's hockey, hockey, hockey. It's hockey first. But sometimes the way the NHL runs its league, it's like, come on, man. Like, have a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get the, like, like I've even asked Frank about that. He'll come on and give me the pushback. Oh, you know how hard it is to make the schedule? You know how stressful that is for them? Yeah, great. I don't care. Just make sense of it. It's just like the chimps who make the schedule in the CFL. They have a chimp who rolls a reel, and then that's how they pick the schedule because for some reason they never have games the day after the Major League Baseball All-Star game where you could have your league on full display for entire North America, yet they refuse to continually do that every year. I have no idea why. Oh, this oh is- we, we can't move off of Friday night football. That's an institution in this country. Yeah, because there's one thing I want to do on spending my Friday nights. Yeah. It's sitting at home watching the CFL. And, and I've seen an Argos game on a Tuesday. Like, why can't they do that on the Wednesday after the MLB All-Star game? Where everybody in North America would watch it on the slowest day of sports. I don't know. There's a lot of things with scheduling that don't make sense to me, George. I just... I, it's that's, one of the, that's why the NFL is king. Well, it's gambling and fantasy football. That's why it's king. And it's once a week. But And they don't le- share their buildings with barely anything else. But, right. But at least they... They schedule things out that make a lot of sense. They flex things. Like, they looked ahead and said, you know what? On uh, March, whatever day it is today, on March 22nd, let's just have two games and have the Coyotes and Oilers as a national broadcast. Well, and now the NFL has given themselves the ability to flex even more games moving forward, too. Yeah, because that's what good leagues and smart leagues do. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't mind the reprieve from sports yesterday. I took a little bit of a breath. I took a sure. step back. Fine. Watch some other shows. Just makes no but sense. But I know to what me. you mean. Yeah. Do you watch and Connor McDavid and You know, you know I'm not a big mm. hockey analytics guy cuz I think a lot of it is snake oil. Sure. And like dudes who pretend like they can throw like these stats at you like bloggers and stuff pretending they're smarter than you are watching the game. I wish the NHL would just send out and we talked about this a just standard analytics from the NHL, like next gen stat does next gen stats does in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Just give me something that we can all go. Hey, this is what the league instead of some dude in a basement on a laptop going, Oh, the flames had 
17 high danger chances. Who's who's this doing this? Where's this information coming from? Who's vetting this information? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What's behind this? Oh, you just got to trust it. Why? I don't know if this information's right. And I know a lot of teams have their own analytics departments in there's, the NHL. There's two analytic companies that every team in the NHL uses. They're sure. Almost a 50-50 split as far as why, why, how they're split down the why NHL. Why can't the league just bring out a, just one thing that the league says, hey, here's this analytic that we are we can stand by based on the people who work on it and our brand. We don't have that. It's I the wonder, only league that does that. Does the league actually track these stats, or is it only these external companies? Because I honestly don't know if they actually have put the funds and the necessary manpower into actually following these type of stats. I feel like they just are like, hey, there's other companies doing it. The teams have it. They're paying for it. That's fine. There's public models out there. People seem happy with that. It just feels like they don't see it as much of an issue. In 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 a in a time where information's king and we want more information about our sports teams, it's just it's just Gary's watch. That's what it is. He just doesn't care. He's an old man who's been in the business, been in been in the been in the big catbird seat for thirty years, and he just doesn't care. It's what it is. Why would I change? We our fans don't care about that. I think, yeah, it, the public models on everything across the board have made this so much harder nowadays, right? Like, you can go to stuff for free. You can pay a little subscription to get a little bit more. Yeah. Like, that's why I think that, and, and people have gone out and they, and they pay for this stuff and they use this stuff. And like, like you said, I don't know how any of this stuff is tracked. I take some of it with a grain of salt. I think it's important to watch the game with your eyes. I take my notes of the game and then I usually confirm what I've seen by using some sort of some sort of analytics if I go down that route. That's how I use it. It's just it's just cool stuff like the Josh Allen throw um in the playoffs where he hit Gabe Davis in the chest and he dropped it. Mm-hmm. And that was like the the furthest uh traveling in the air throw in the NFL in like the last five years. Like stuff like that is cool. Like why can't we see like you know Connor McDavid uh, hitting that, scoring that 60th goal last night, the amount of speed he had, you know, was the blank fastest well, skating coming. goal with the shot. That's coming. Okay, good. Because let's, let's have that, that stuff. Well, that's what Sportsnet does on Mondays. That's the Monday night broadcast on Sportsnet now. Huh? Let's have more of that. Yeah, because they do it on Mondays now. You have to go online to watch it. But, like, I don't know if you've ever just streamed one of the games using their extended broadcast they do on there, but they've got, like, a extra border on the bottom and on the right side of the Seen screen. It. Yep. And it's got, you know, it, it rotates through all sorts of different stats. Your speed, your total distance skated, hardest shots in the game. It'll show like the top five at the current moment. It'll show the top speeds at whatever current moment. It'll show you every player on the ice and how long they've been out there. And it has like a little red or yellow or green little light beside it to tell you if their shift is way too long or just the right amount of time got all these types of things we're inching towards it but i think that there's just been such a overflow of these types of things over the last five to ten ish years that you know it takes a little while to find your ground zero your your absolute zero your spot that everyone can use as a reference so, point so here's something yeah, and just another bone to pick with the nhl and we'll yeah move on. okay so I'm, I'm looking up the season ends friday april 14th yeah. You got that? Yeah. Playoffs start Monday, April 17th. Sure. Now, I don't know about you, 
but I grew up that Saturday nights is important on hockey night in Canada. Mm-hmm. Saturdays is like the night for hockey. Mm-hmm. You don't have the draft lottery on Saturday, April 15th to go along with the playoff preview show. Like, here's the one thing that, and I, Patty Duma brought this to us, and, and I'm kind of there with him. Um, Connor Bedard quite possibly will still be in the playoffs and might not even be able to be a part of the show. They could schedule Connor Bedard to play in the afternoon that day if he's in the playoffs. The NHL can reach out to the... But again, does okay. he have to be there? Do people care that much if Connor Bedard is there or not? I think they want the interview right after the lottery's done. I think that's a big part of the lottery. Talk to the first pick right after the pick is done. Now, Try and get okay. his raw emotion as best you can. But you think that's more... Having Connor, Connor Bedard there is more important than actually doing it the, the day after the season ends on a Saturday night where the entire hockey world will be watching the draft. Will they? The, the draft lottery. Will they or will people be going, man, playoffs are about to start. That's what I'm focused Everybody's on. Everybody's going to be interested in that. <sighs> Do you me- Everyone's going to be interested, but do you I, remember I don't- how electric the Crosby one was after the lockout? Like I this, yes, this I has remember that same all of these lo- less. I remember all of these lotteries, but yeah. like I have no problem with them putting it on May the eighth. Like I guess buried if- on May the eighth during when you actually have games that you want to showcase for your leagues instead of a dead night on a Saturday night. But they're making the it a full hour program that they're going to put on before any of the action on that day. Like I guess. If we're really nitpicking here, I'm just saying, but I believe they want Connor Bedard to be there and this will guarantee that he's out of the postseason. I'm just saying Probably. what's better for television is that night instead of having an 18 year old kid give an interview. That's all I'm saying. I don't disagree, like, but I also don't really care when the draft lottery Again, is. These are the things I think about. <laughs> Because it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. And when things don't make sense, it just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what their reasoning is. Yeah. Maybe it makes sense to them, but I like listen, I had it in my book, George, because they had their important dates released at the beginning of the year. Yep. You wrote it down. The draft lottery was supposed to be the week of April 9th to the fifteenth. That's what it was in their initial important dates. Yeah. And for some reason they've moved it back a month. I don't know why. Yeah. But they obviously have a reason. Like Sportsnet could do the draft lottery and a playoff preview show all rolled into one. And everybody's watching it on a Saturday night. You do the playoff preview show first, then the draft lottery. Boom. Here we go. Like Saturday night on the 15th. So I'm saying. And and if if that's the sole reason cuz they want him there, like who cares? Like just have him live from wherever he is in the in the dub playing in the playoffs. I don't know. They put it on a Monday on May 8th, yeah. and they're going to do three days without hockey after the regular season, that's, and that's totally fine by me. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it just feels like a missed opportunity to me. I guess. Like like I said, the, it was supposed to be that week, and they changed it. I don't know why. They've done something here. They've changed their mind, and now it's in the now it's on a Monday on May 8th, the 8th, and it's probably going to be before a bunch of games and, and all that type of stuff. It's going to be lost in the shuffle. No, it's not going to get lost in the shuffle. It's a Connor Bedard lottery. It's yeah. not going to get lost in the shuffle. Or it takes away from the playoff action that night. <laughs> I don't know if it will. Okay, but I'm just saying. Like, Connor McDavid has, like, a, a hat trick that night, but then we're talking about Bedard in the draft lottery. You're taking away from the product. <sighs> but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
I guess, but that also maybe implies... Maybe I need to be the commissioner. That also maybe Im- I yeah, should apply. Yeah, it also implies that in nowadays, maybe. we can only focus on one thing at a time. We couldn't focus on McDavid's Hattie and Connor Bedard well, being... I'm, maybe I need to go to law school, get a degree, hey, and listen, work my way up. Not many jobs that you can hold for 30 years, George. Yeah, maybe. Not many jobs you get to be in the same position for 30 years. That's go to good, school good where to I could like lift cardboard pictures of team logos and put them down. Well, yeah, you do have to do work your work as up. the deputy like commissioner for a while, for sure. Yeah. Um, we got stuff today. Uh, oh, yeah. Frank Cervalli is going to join us at 7 o'clock. NHL Daily Faceoff. Um, Brody on the Beats back at 7.30. Whoop, whoop. No Patrick Dumont today. He's mm-hmm. off, and then he's doing afternoons tomorrow. So Alex Brody, um, have you ever noticed when we come in the morning and he's sitting in the producer's chair, mm-hmm. he has a little more pep in his step, a little more lead in his pencil? Sure. Yeah. Is that true, Patrick? He's wearing the Sportsnet hat. Is that true, Alex? You just sit uh, up with a little more confidence. Just to him down a little bit, called him Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't personally notice it, but maybe that's just me. How much do you stress booking guests? I like I don't stress unless it's getting down to the wire, getting close to you know supper time, and I'm still trying to get someone. That's when I'm stressing. I like that you called it supper. <laughs> that's what I call when my dog eats the supper. supper. Oh, you know. want you want some supper? Yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm not a supper guy. I'm a dinner guy. It's dinner. Supper's before dinner. Supper's between the four to six o'clock hour, and dinner's six to after. Technically, if you were uh, like a a hobbit, you'd have supper and you'd have dinner after that. Oh, okay. Got to get all your meals in. But uh, Alex, you did Brody on the beat yesterday on the sunny streets of Calgary. Correct. Uh, are you getting a lot more people coming up to you because it's not freezing cold uh, outside? I don't like. I don't know what it was yesterday, but people weren't too keen to chat with me as as much as I'd seen. I still people were pretty keen, um, and I I met some really fun people and had a good time, but. I was I was texting you guys about this. I want to start recording maybe a little later in the afternoon, closer to the evening. When people have started drinking on Stephen Ave. Mm. Been more of a fun atmosphere because you know I get a lot of like, oh, I'm headed to a meeting or like, oh, I got the and it's like, no, you don't. But as as much as um, you know, George, we've talked about this. The winter is persisting. Yes, patio season is just around the corner. It is. That's that's especially a around here. That's a staple in this country. Everyone uh, loves patios. I saw people on the patio over the weekend as we were driving about out in the boot. Actually, no, that was uh, Monday night when we were going for dinner. There you go. People going for are supper? Out, when we were going for supper. Yeah. <laughs> it so, was not supper. It bro- was Italian. It was a hearty dinner. Okay. So yeah. um, Brody on the beat at 730. Uh, the snow show. Um, Megan Mickelson's going to join us. Olympic gold medalist. Yep. Hockey analyst is going to yep. join us at 8 o'clock. Tee up the Flames and Golden Knights in, again, 10 games left in the season. Don't know why they're not very good at home, but seven of the next 10 down at the Dome. An absolute must win tonight against the Golden Knights, who I'm sure remember that 7-2 beatdown the Flames gave them last week. Winnipeg Jets play the Anaheim Ducks today. Not good. That's not good. Not ideal. It's not ideal on the out-of-town scoreboard. So, yeah, there's... uh... Some hay to be made here if you're the Calgary yeah. Flames. And also, the game that's kind of sneakily under the radar here, uh, Predators and Kraken. Yep. Like, if I'm a Flames fan, maybe you'd want the Predators to win in regulation. So you can keep the Kraken within kind of maybe sort of touching distance. Ooh, like I, I, like well, I'm, when I was looking at this yesterday, I was thinking Kraken in regulation because... No, I, 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 I can't live in a world... <laughs> 
where I'm afraid of the Nashville Predators. I just can't live in that world. <laughs> I can't be like, oh, Nashville keeps winning. I don't care about the Predators when it comes to the Flames' playoff chances. I don't. I know. They're right there with Calgary. They're only a point back with three games in hand. I get it. But I can't sit here this morning and go, you know what? Oh, those Predators are the real danger. No. I don't live in that world. I don't want to live in that world. I want to live in the world where the NHL draft lottery is on a Saturday night the day after the season. That's the world I want to live in. And that world is also a world where I don't care what the Nashville Predators do. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the Seattle Kraken, who are only six points up on the Flames with two games in hand. And a regulation loss by them would be great. And if the Flames beat the Golden Knights tonight, too, boom, four points back of the Kraken. Woof. There it is. You'd be four points back at the Kraken and probably the Winnipeg Jets as well after they win today. So now you have to catch both these teams. Like, the thing for me is, like, Kraken with two games in hand, they've, they're already way ahead of you. I'd, I would rather the Kraken continue to move off and do their thing and move up the standings, and you just really have to focus on the Winnipeg Jets. Because the thing, if the, if, if the Predators lose this one too, and the Flames are able to get a couple of points here, now you've built the three-point gap. And like we talked about, I don't know how much more the Predators have in the tank as they keep on kind of losing guys. I know Ryan McDonough returned to their last game. Roman Yossi's still day-to-day. No sign of Philip Forsberg. That's what I'm talking about, Matty. I don't want to live in a world where I'm afraid of the Nashville Predators to pass the flames in the standings. I'm not afraid of the Nashville Predators, but I've also thought for a little while here that the Kraken are kind of too far in the distance, given those two games in hand they have on the flames. And I think they're a better team than Nashville, that they can actually win those two games in hand that they have. And they don't have as nearly as hard of a schedule as the Nashville Predators But have. they also have super dodgy goaltending. Yeah, but it's held up its end of the bargain lately. Well, it again, it, it really doesn't matter what the out-of-town scoreboard is. They absolutely have to win tonight. Seattle, and that minimum lose in overtime, which has been the MO of the Flames all season anyway. Mm-hmm. But you absolutely have to get points tonight. You have 10 games left. Um, what did we say? 95 might get you in. Yeah, maybe. So they need 16 points here in 20 games. Uh, oh, yeah, it's tough. Um, when you put it that way, you're like, Ugh. The other thing about Seattle is the Flames don't play them again. Whereas they do play the Jets and they right. do play the Predators. Wh- which will be the season. Yeah, 100%. That, 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 Without a doubt. Unless the Flames go Have, to the crapper here in the next few games. Or rattle off four in a row yeah. and, and the Jets drop four in a row or something like that. And then all of a sudden it'd be super electric in Winnipeg. Like if Winnipeg loses to Anaheim Said today, for the first time ever. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. Got him. Um, Sick roast. Yeah. Eat that, Winnipeg. Yeah. Eat that, Manitoba, Alex Brody. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wow. wow. Well, I'm just saying. Like, wow. I've been told not to go to two places here. Edmonton uh-huh. and Winnipeg. Can't I would, I would tell you the, the same thing. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, and you're from, from Manitoba. There. Yeah. Okay. Just common knowledge. All right. Uh, we got lots to do. We're also giving away another um, four passes to Wingfield Golf Club. Yep. Which is cool. We're going to do that uh, later on in the show. It's something that was talked about on this radio station yesterday. That it's it's uh, there's some controversy around here. A little bit of uh, and I, and I want to get I cor- wanna g- corporate headbutting and I want to get the and amongst wanna, the grunts and I want to get some uh, I want to get some stories from you our listeners because you guys always do a great job. Because tomorrow we're all over the flames and whatever happened between the Golden Knights, GVPs here the next couple days. I think I might mix in a general knowledge quiz with the two lads again. I'm excited for it tomorrow because I wonder how I'm going to do on it, honestly. Yeah, I was thinking about that because 
Um, how do I put this nicely? You don't have to be nice, George. Yeah, yeah just say it. <laughs> Not really in Fine. your nature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> G- GVP, words hurt sometimes. Where's the words hurt drop? Words hurt sometimes. Thank you. There's... They do. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. Nice um, Maddie's a simple, nice young man. He's a simple man. He likes his. He likes his things. He likes his hockey. He likes his Calgary. He likes his weird, nerdy stuff to watch on streaming yeah. shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like, if he asks Maddie, you know, maybe a question, maybe he doesn't get it. Nope. Probably not. So, um, this is what we'll do. We'll do the quiz tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then I want you to be as honest as possible. That if they don't get it, I'm going to go to you. I'll write down answer. my answers as we're doing the quiz so I can show you them physically. Okay. And I won't Google anything. Okay. Because what I make those two guys do is I make them sit in here, computers <laughs> off, no phones. Yeah. So they only have their brain as the reference point. <laughs> and I think, I, think the Frightening. Di- I think the difficulty level will be the same. Because right. you both let friends and family down the last time you guys did it. Yes. And uh, Dumont went six for six last time, right? No, he no, he went thirteen for thirteen. Oh, okay, <laughs> so even better. <laughs> yeah, he went thirteen for thirteen on the quiz. Doesn't surprise me. And then I think you threw like five of them at me the next day, and I got like three, maybe. I think it was two. I think it was two. You got two right. I wanted to, and I'm of, like, oh boy, inflate myself so, a little bit there. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we're gonna do that tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm gonna mix that in too. Um, the Rose Report straight ahead in that jam packed NHL schedule last night. Two games. Connor McDavid scored his 60th. We'll talk about the controversy that went down here yesterday on the email throughout this throughout the radio station. It just stinks, man. It, it just stinks when yeah. you have to deal with something like this. And we'll do uh, Brody on the beat. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sports at 960. The fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. Thursday, it's a Flames game day. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the top of the hour. Frank Cervalli, NHL Dilly Faceoff will join us. Talk about those Calgary Flames. Want to ask him to, uh, we had the franchise yesterday. Very interesting conversation. Saying that Eric expects potentially a lot of change in and around the organization within the next few weeks. I wonder if Frank is hearing the same thing too. Regular season ends um, just before April 15th, if I'm not mistaken. So, Yeah. We're, uh, nothing's going on on Saturday, April That would 15th. only be a few weeks away. It's true. It's not that far off. The end of the season. It is not that far it's off. It's kind of wild. Um, Megan Mickelson, Olympic gold medalist, NHL on Sportsnet's going to join us. Uh, Brody on the beat. It's a Thursday. We'll hear that. We'll do the snow show. And uh, we'll unleash the uh, text topic in the 730 segment because there's some controversy around the radio station oh. that, I just, that I just thought was kind of really stupid. But that's fine. We'll discuss. Um, stupid, but I also got a little bit of a personal chuckle out of it at okay. how stupid it was. Yeah, uh, we'll do that uh, at 7.30. But right now, it is the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Do we... Didn't add it, eh? We didn't get the new one yet? Said we were going to yesterday. 
I'm working on. I don't know where to get the. Do you not have sports? Did you not have sports? You get sports to now premium. I don't have. I need to get it set up because. Oh my god. I will have it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's so a. They did a yeah. promo for our show, which I didn't know till after because I was I PVR and I was blowing through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To watch the hockey. Start of the third period. Yeah, Ryan Leslie did a promo and really hit your name. Yeah, hit it really well. It, it was very flattering hearing our show on the Flames mm-hmm. broadcast. And then he really hits your name. And then Patrick's like, we got to add that to the, to the morning report. And then I hear another excuse like I usually do <laughs> in the morning. Don't say, oh, my God. Uh, you know how I feel about excuse. You know how I feel about excuses. I do, I do. Just tell me, hey, I, where can I find this, and I'll get it for you. Anyways, morning, friends. Happy yeah. Thursday right. to you. We're almost through the week. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim. And again, swim. hey, just for real, some reason, this week's felt like a quick, slog. I, I don't want it to come across that I'm hard on you, Alex. I just hate when you come on and just bust on an excuse like that. It drives me bananas. Flames and Knights, the dog right, tonight. Sorry. I'm Part sorry, of a Alex. busy 12-game schedule today. Uh, yesterday, yesterday was 12 games. No, uh-huh. uh, yesterday just McDavid doing the thing, but um, he did. He has done something 60 times now. Does that move the needle for you? No. Okay. McDavid, Never mind. He's done. Um, like, Jay's are- raps, golf, tennis, and Hitman as okay. well. Flames at night, 7 o'clock at the Dome tonight. Flames home after a couple games down in California. Uh, No two teams have played in more games decided by one goal. Flames have played in 41 one-goal games. Vegas has been in 36. It's two more than anybody else. The difference is the Knights have 22 one-goal victories, which is second only to Carolina, where the Flames have 26 one-goal losses, which is four more than anybody else in the league. Calgary beat Vegas 7-2 down in Nevada in the last meeting. They'll be hoping to replicate a similar effort when they host them at home tonight. Uh, 7 o'clock start, George. We got a lot of stuff on the station today. You got your Flames pregame, 6 o'clock, Pat and Lou. Flames talk, 4 o'clock. Another big show replay in there this afternoon. At what time? Three o'clock. Uh, Hockey Central Salvian at two. Sportsnet today with Logan Gordon at noon. Um, we have your wall-to-wall Flames coverage. It's Markstrom tonight, right? Oh yeah, it's got to be. So who's in and who's out? Is Jacob Pelche back in the lineup? I would say no. <sighs> I thought the fourth line was. Decent in that game down in yeah. Anaheim. I thought they actually moved the puck see, pretty well. See, the thing is with Peltier, and I like his energy. I like his speed. But he just hasn't been producing. He Like, you got to score. He's had some good chances, but he hasn't found the back of the net. No. And that's one of those things, especially nowadays. Like, they, they need goals. And can you rely on Jacob Peltier to score you a goal? I'm not really sure because it's been a while. Seattle cracked it in the first wild card spot. They got 85 points. They've only played 70 games. The Jets and the Flames have both played 72. Jets have 83 points. Flames have 79. The Predators have 78 after playing 69 games. Money puck, 26.4% Flames playoff odds this morning. Athletic was 18% yesterday, although the results of the two games yesterday probably wouldn't have had much effect, if any, on their playoff chances. Uh, Also wanted to mention this. Congrats to Craig Conroy who is named part of the management group for Team USA at the upcoming Men's World Championships in May. 
Doubleheader Wednesday night hockey yesterday. Uh, Oilers cruising lately, looking for a fifth straight win after winning eight of their last ten games. The Coyotes were coming off a loss in Winnipeg the night before. That broke an eight-game point streak for Arizona, but only one of those games was on the road prior. So what would they do up in Edmonton? Well, it was old 97 up to his old tricks early on. Dreisaitl, his shot goes wide. It's five on four. We're scoreless in the first. McDavid scores! He banked it off with a goaltender and in! And it's one nothing Edmonton. Off the head of Coyotes netminder Connor Ingram and in for number 97. Uh, it was a nice goal and cheeky. Yeah, um... Again, you run out of superlatives when it comes to Connor McDavid, but that's maybe the one knock on him that he, when he came in the league, he's too much of a playmaker. He needs to shoot more. Mm -hmm. And now he's like shoot first mentality, and he's an absolute, he's even more terrifying than he has been before. Yep. Can confirm. Yeah. Um, that continued because Arizona tied it up with their own power play goal. Then they led two to one. Again, Clayton Keller. Then they led three. Yeah, Clayton Keller was great like, in this Clayton game. Clayton Keller is a really good player, and it's too bad he plays for that awful franchise. Remember last year they were talking about maybe trading him at the deadline, even though he had like a ton of term. Yeah, that like, would have been neat. Yeah, uh, the Oilers kept coming back. Maybe to they tie do it. still trade him. Who knows? Wouldn't be surprising. Uh, they had a couple of RNH goals to tie this game. Sent it to overtime. Balamaki threw to Boyd. He gave it away to Drysaddle. Breakaway pass to McDavid. Here's McDavid off the post, and it comes over to the boards. And Boyd gets dumped down. McDavid again got it from Drysaddle. Cam Moon, the call over up uh, up on Ched in Edmonton. Game winner, 60th bingo on the season for Connor McDavid. This is just the fourth time in league history that we've seen 60 goal scorers in consecutive seasons since the 93-94 season. The 93-94 season capped off like a run of 14 years where there was a 60-goal score. Yeah. And it doesn't happen very often. Of course, Austin Matthews did it last year. Uh, McDavid does it in game number 71. 72, 72 I believe. 72, I believe. And yeah. it's the fastest since Mario in 95-96. Yeah, it's pretty impressive stuff. And the Oilers get their win over the Coyotes, but the Coyotes get that crucial point, George. And, and by the way, when Mario was doing it, guys were hanging all over him. Like, literally holding, hooking, trapping, and he was still scoring at will. He was good. Yeah. I believe he was a good yeah. player. Here's a not-so-hot take. Marilyn Moose is the most talented hockey player ever to play in the NHL. Uh, maybe. Yeah, most know. talented. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. Again, you didn't grow up around Mario Lemieux. I did. Wayne Gretzky's greatest all-time, no the question. End, I saw the end of it, right? I saw just, just the tippy tap yeah. at the end. So. And he uh, played in a tough time. Yeah, well, it helps when you're that big, too. Uh, tonight, 11 games apart from the Flames and Knights. As it pertains to the Flames' playoff chances, the Jets are down in California. They'll play the Ducks at 8 o'clock. The Predators are also on the ice. They host the Kraken. That one will go at 6 o'clock. Four other Canadian teams in action. The Canucks and Sharks battle at eight. That's a uh, Bedard competition. Let's go ahead and uh, deal them out, see what we get here as, uh, on today's lottery. All righty. The Chicago Blackhawks have moved up a couple of spots to get the first overall selection. I'd be okay with that. They had 11.5% odds. Uh, Montreal gets the second bump. They get the th uh, second overall pick from the third spot. So congrats to them. I'd, I'd be okay with the Blackhawks getting them. I think I would, too. 
Uh, they'd it's, have it's, to. It's ABC. Anybody but Columbus. <laughs> That's essentially what it is for me. Uh, out east, action starts at five o'clock. The Leafs visit the Panthers. That'll go on Sportsnet Ontario. Toronto trying to hold off the Bolts. Will the Panthers look to get back past the Penguins after that big win in Colorado yesterday for Pittsburgh? The Lightning will visit the Senators. The Canadiens head down to TD Garden to face the Bruins. A couple opportunities for a couple regulation losses for the two Canadian clubs there. Got to keep racking them up. What else can I tell you about? Flyers and Wild at 4.30. An early start for that one. Uh, Minnesota trying for first in the Central. They're in a race with Colorado and Dallas. The hey, Stars host... Oh, yeah, and they're doing all the Kaprizov, too, which is super yeah. impressive. He's been hurt for uh, a little a while. while. And he, I think he's not supposed to be back to the postseason or just yep. before, if I'm not mistaken. After he, after he got crumpled up by Logan Stanley a few weeks back. Stars host the Penguins. Tough back-to-back for Pittsburgh. That goes at 7. The Blackhawks visit the Capitals. Blues face the Red Wings. And the Rangers take on the Hurricanes. Jays took on an iteration of the Baltimore Orioles in spring training yesterday. Jose Barrios made his first start since he pitched for Puerto Rico at the World Baseball Classic. That was not a good outing for him. This was better. Five innings, six hits against, one walk, five strikeouts, allowed a solo home run, but overall, pretty solid. Uh, Jays won it by a 2-1 to one score and will play the Twins at 11.05 today on Sportsnet. You say Kikuchi will take the mound and only six more spring training games left. And he's been electric all spring. He has. Hopefully you can keep it going. Raptors down in, uh, or out in Toronto, hosting the Pacers. Indiana was outside of the playoffs. Toronto just a bit ahead of them. A little bit of history made in this one as well. The Pacers started three Canadians in their lineup. You want to break this one down for us, Paul? Uh, Let's do it. Raptors uh, lose again. Uh, we, we got twice. That's awesome. Raptors lose 118-114 to the Pacers yesterday. Rookie guard Andrew uh, Nemhart, um, 25 points, 10 assists. First NBA back home in Canada. Pacers beat the Raptors, uh, snapping their home winning streak at 7. Miles Turner added 16. Um, Raptors just shot a putrid 43.8% oh. from the field. And they continue to just be in that playing bubble nonsense. Yeah, and... Listen, the Pacers are kind of chasing them here, too, so that definitely didn't help them in that case. Um, But the Pacers set history yesterday. uh, Three Canadians on Canada basketball night out in Toronto. Uh, You mentioned Nemhard. He was drafted 31st overall in 2022. He had the dagger to seal the game. Uh, Benedict Mathurin from Montreal, the 20-year-old, was the 6th overall pick in 2022. And then O'Shea Brissett, who's a Toronto native and a former Raptor. And and that's why uh, the Olympics next summer is potentially so exciting. Because if Canada gets all their players and Canada has the second most NBAers, mm-hmm. going to be super interesting to watch. Down at the Dell Match Play Tournament in Austin. Well, why do they even have one if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. Bunch of Canadians competing in this weekend's event uh, got started yesterday, given the match play format. Several upsets, including John Rom losing to Ricky Fowler. Will Zalatoris lost to Andrew Putnam. Wait, did you see that putt Will Zalatoris hit from two feet away? And then he smashed it like three feet past the, the hole. Yeah, and he like double clutched in his follow through. Like, and like, I was like, if, if, what was that? If you want to look up what the yips look like. Yeah. It was that putt. And again, we've all done it on the golf course. We've all You're putted. two feet there and you smash it like three feet by. You're like, what am I doing? What a- that guy is one. 
You could argue he's he was the, the eighth be- seed. He's the best ball striker in the world. You can argue, but man, is his putting stroke janky, especially from close. Oh yeah, the close-ups of it, people. Yeah. It, like, and it's, it it's makes just all mental. Professional, just completely cute. mental. Uh, what else? Victor Hovland lost to Matt Kuchar. Uh, Canadian Corey Connors beat Seb Straka. Six and five. That was the only win for a Canadian. Jordan Spieth beat Matt Hughes four and three. Sam Burns beat Adam Hadwin three and two. Patrick Cantlay beat Nick Taylor one up. Uh, both Cantlay and Taylor birdied 18. So that was close to a tie for Taylor. And Jason Day beat Adam Svensson four and two. Today, Crikey. Sorry, go ahead. Jai shouldn't die. Today, uh, Connors will face Cam Young. Hughes will face Shane Lowry. Hadwin against Seamus Power, as you got a couple of Canadian and Irish matchups that's there. A good, that's a good name for a golfer. Seamus Power. Seamus Power. Not Adam Shank. <laughs> right? Seamus Power. Oh, no, I got to play Seamus Power today. Oh, who's oh. on tap? Billy Bogey. Hey? <laughs> I think this one's in the bag. Tommy Triple. No, like, you know, no. Harry Hazard. Yeah, that's not bad. Taylor faces Brian Harbin. Svensson is up against Colin Morikawa. Uh, all that action gets going a little bit later on this morning. Down at the Miami Open, the uh, women's singles first round continued. Uh, Layla Fernandez won her first match in straight sets. Bianca Andreescu also won her match 6-3, 3-6, and 6-2 against Emma Raducanu. Today, Catherine Sebov faces the third-seeded American Jesse Pagula, and Rebecca Marino faces the sixth-seeded American Coco Goff. So a couple of tough matches for the two Canadian ladies coming up in a few hours here. Uh, the men get going on Friday, essentially, especially the Canadians. There's only two of them in the draw. They're both seated, so they get buys to Friday's action. 24th seated Shapovalov will face Argentinian Guido Pella, and we don't know who FAA is going to face in his first match just yet. Hitman and Hurricanes uh, in action out in Leth, Vegas. You might have heard this one on our station yesterday with Brad Curl having the call. Lethbridge opened up the scoring with a couple of quick ones with three minutes and 27 seconds after they were up by two. The Hitman had tied the game on goals by 2023 draft eligible Oliver Tolkien and Anaheim Ducks prospect Sean Chagall. That was until the third period. Up the draw, Calgary Chagall worked it through the slot. It comes to Slaney, snuck it out the right point. The shot, he scores! Keegan Slaney, a spin-around shot. It finds the five-hole. He's got his fifth of the year, and for the first time tonight, the Calgary Hitmen have the lead. The score is 3-2. to two. I love when you can hear the players yelling and screaming in yep. the background there. Uh, Keegan Slaney, Airdrie's own Keegan Slaney, fifth goal of the season. That's the game, a winner. That's a big one uh, because the Hitmen end up three to two victors. Sean Chagall had three points, the Ducks prospect. Oliver Tulk had two. Big win because the Tigers beat the Oil Kings elsewhere, so the Hitmen are able to hold on to seventh in the East. They're a point ahead of the Tigers. Two more games, a home and home with the Edmonton Oil Kings. They're in Saturday, or in Edmonton Saturday. And then home, it's fan appreciation game Sunday afternoon. That'll go at 1 o'clock. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a, a fun weekend of hockey at the Saddle Dome, George. Well, I, I know you, if the Flames don't make it, you're super stoked about the Wranglers and the Hitmen. Yes. But how how deep can the Hitmen go here? They. It, it, would be an, it, would, it would be an accomplishment just to make the playoffs. It would be an accomplishment to make the playoffs. If they get out of the first round, it would be like... One of the bigger Stunning. upsets that we've seen in the CHL, especially if they fall to eighth and they have to go to Winnipeg. Like the biggest thing here, and this is kind of a personal and that's the number thing one too. team in the country. Yeah. And Red Deer is like, you know, maybe like the fourth best team in the Western Hockey League. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And good night and good luck to you, sir. I don't know. There's some dude There's doing some all dude sorts dancing. of weird stuff outside. Security. Alex, go out there. Go out there and. Yeah, like turn off the light. Yeah, he's just dancing away. Uh, dark in here all of a sudden. Um, that was the Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. Scary. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by ten percent on Fifty First Ave in Third Street Southeast. I like the fact that you said he's scary, and then like you're leaving the studio, leaving me to read the Motorworks read. <laughs> I think you're fine. It's this fine. is obviously there's, bulletproof glass. Yeah, it's there's, gotta be. there's that really thick glass in between. I don't know if he can see in here. No, he can. Oh, he definitely can. He can. Yeah. Um, he's paging you. Yeah, there's Morse a gentleman code. out there. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's a little distracting. Corner fifth and seventh. Yeah. Um. Hello, police. Head on a swivel. GBP, go out there and wrangle this gentleman. Yeah. You got like four inches and at least 40 pounds. No, don't now, do that. He I don't does want you look a, a little frightening. He does look a little He looks sporadic. a little erratic. I'm glad our security guard is standing there playing with his phone. I think the whole he's time. scrolling Twitter by yeah, the looks of it from here. He's literally doing nothing right yeah, now. Yeah, um, no. But we feel safe. Fire away, bro. No, we feel safe. Yep. Um, Frank Cervalli, NHL Daily Faceoff, straight ahead. At the top of the hour. He can't hear you if you knock the glass, the security <laughs> guard. Frank Cervalli, um, NHL Daily Faceoff at the top of the hour. Uh, we're going to ask Frank the conversation we had with Eric Francis yesterday. Yeah. is does, does he expect a lot of change here in the next few weeks for the Calgary Flames? Megan Mickelson, um, Olympic gold medalist, NHL on Sportsnet, Flames analyst, will join us at 8 o'clock. We'll do Brody on the beat. We'll do the snow show. We'll unleash our text topic. We're giving away a foursome at Wingfield Golf Club. We have lots to do today Heaps. on a Thursday on a Flames game day, squaring off against the Golden Knights, which essentially is an absolute must win for your Calgary Flames. Um, <laughs> just got a text to uh, go Brody on the beat with that guy. Yeah. I don't think it would be a good idea right now to Alex to go interview somebody. Well, don't you want to know what his spring plans are if the Flames don't make the playoffs? <laughs> I actually do, <laughs> but but then I would be concerned about your personal safety. Oh, I That's why we're that. sending GVP too. Yeah, no. You'd be my That's bodyguard. Not, what, no. about our, what about our listen, valiant security guard? Listen, he's half asleep. He is, but he is like a he is like a terrier. He's the, ready to be unleashed onto the world. The end of his shift is like forty five minutes away. Yeah, he's like, like he's like he's I, like. Come I, on, I don't want to deal with this. I'm not doing this. I don't want to deal with this come right on. now. Uh, we appreciate our it. listeners. Um, we also appreciate people just standing there staring at us. The whole time. It is a little unsettling. What we're going to do is we're going to break, and we're going to even update if we're still alive after the break. Uh, it's the big show. Fingers Rustic crossed. And Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.